Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. You know, some people have said, look, I see all these wonderful scriptures. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But it doesn't seem real in my life. This is how it's going to become real. By you believing them in your heart and saying them with your mouth. See, you're not a, you're not a doubter. You are a believer. So you do believe God's word. Speak the word of God. Take your place in Christ. Reign as a king in this life. Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to study the word of God together. We thank you for, you want us to know who we are. You want us to know that you have made us righteous. Thank you for insight into this truth in the name of Jesus. Now you see, I've taken polls on this gone to preach in different places and then I've read that 2 Corinthians 5.21 and I've asked people that the Bible says God made Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin how many people believe that wow everybody's hand is up yes and then I say but the last part says that we might be made the righteousness of God in him how many people believe that they are made the righteousness of God in Christ well and I couldn't get half of the crowd to lift their hands because they are not quite sure about that <laughs> righteous how could we be righteous? Listen, we are made righteous. And it's not on the merits of what we did or what we didn't do. It's on the basis of the finished work of redemption. Now, what really is the gospel? In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, Paul, writing by the inspiration of the Spirit of God, he made a statement. He said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He said, For it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 17 of that Romans 1. And now when I had to say something. He said for therein in the gospel. Is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith. As it is written. The just shall live by faith. So we know that the gospel is a revelation of God's righteousness. It's how God made righteousness available to mankind. That's what he sought to do through the ages. See, the greatest freedom that there is is not financial freedom. It's not economic freedom. It's not political freedom. It's not academic freedom, educational freedom. It's not. The greatest freedom that there is is freedom from sin consciousness. If you can read a man of sin consciousness, his faith will work. If you can read a man of sin consciousness, he will have a prayer life that will produce results. You know, a sense of unworthiness and a sense of lack of faith go hand in hand. The devil is the calluminator, he's diabolus, he's the accuser of the brethren. He always seeks to bring accusations and accusations and accusations. Oh, you think God is going to hear you? You think God is going to answer you? You, you know the kind of life you lived before you got saved? You know all the mistakes you made? You know all the wrong you did? Uh, and then he will even tell you, okay, you're born again now, but what about the mistakes you've made since being born again? Do you think you can have a faith walk? Do you think you can have a faith life? And then people start feeling uh, guilty. That sense of guilt, that sense of condemnation. Remember in the Garden of Eden, God told Adam, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat of it, you will die. Well, Adam did the unthinkable. He committed high treason. The exactly what God told him not to do, that was what he did. He disobeyed God. And then God came in the cool of the day like he used to. And he said, Adam, where art thou? And Adam hid himself. What happened? 
He had lost his standing. There was a sense of guilt. There was a sense of condemnation. He had sinned. He had messed up. He could no longer stand in God's presence. He, he had a sense of inferiority. He, he wasn't good enough. He, he wasn't okay. You know, and that's been a problem through the ages. And what God sought to do in redemption was to restore to man this lost standing. You see, in the Old Testament, righteousness was imputed to those people. And that was great. Based on uh, a righteousness that's based on the blood of animals. For instance, God solemnized, Jehovah solemnized the covenant with Abraham in Genesis chapter 15. And not long after that, in Genesis 18, we hear Abraham begin to pray uh, concerning Sodom and Gomorrah. And he was bold. Imagine a, a mere mortal talking to Jehovah and telling him that shall not God, the judge of all the earth, do right. That was bold. And then um, first time I read that, I just paused. It was like, how dare him to do that? I know what happened next. He must have died. Lightning must have struck him. The wrath of God must have fallen on him. But to my utter astonishment, God responds and says, yeah, for the sake of 50, I won't, uh, I'll spare that place. He was like, what? And then he went. He said, okay, what about 45? And then God said, okay, if I find 45, I'll spare. Uh, and he said, okay, what if there are 40 people? He's like, well, what's going on here? This man sure has some power with God. This is some pleading power. This is some, this is some gods. This is some effrontery. And then um, uh, the one that never ceases to thrill me, it's about Moses. Children of Israel had goofed like they used to, like they did regularly, goofed big time. And then God's wrath was going to fall on them. And Moses comes and says, all right, you, 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 you want your wrath to fall on them. Go ahead and do it. Blot out my name too from your, from your book. He's like, hey. He's sparking for God. What? How dare him? I, I, I said, yes. He died. He must, have, he must have died on the spot. And I read. It says, and God repented. What in the world is that? You see, that was righteousness. But it was a limited kind of righteousness. It was a righteousness that was merely imputed to them. In the new covenant... Righteousness is not only imputed to us, it is actually legally and vitally imparted to us. The truth is that the believer in the new covenant, the child of God who is born again, has become the righteousness of God. What do I mean by that? If you want to know how righteous God is, go look in the mirror. That's his righteousness that you're looking at if you're born again. You are his righteousness. That's as righteous as it gets. Amen. So you have become the righteousness of God as a Christian, a child of God, a person who is born again. Not only are you the righteousness of God, God is also your righteousness. God himself is your righteousness. If you want to see your righteousness, look at God. He has become your righteousness. Now, not only are you the righteousness of God, and God himself is also your righteousness, Jesus is made unto you righteousness. What in the world is that? My God. And you see, righteousness is rightness. Amen. Is the ability to stand in the presence of God without a consciousness of sin, of guilt, 
or inferiority. That's what righteousness is. It's the ability to stand in the presence of God as though Adam never sinned, as though sin never existed, as though you have never done anything wrong. See, the, the object of righteousness is fellowship so that man can fellowship with God on terms of equality so that man can experience an actual vital relationship an intimate fellowship with God and you see it's the key to dominion the Bible lets us know that righteousness is a masterful force the Bible says in righteousness shall thou be established it says you'll be far from oppression because you do not fear and from terror for it shall not come nigh thee that's what God's word says it makes you utterly fearless. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 28 verse 1 that the wicked fleeth when no man pursueth. It says, but the righteous are bold as a lion. They are bold as a lion. It makes you bold toward God. It makes you bold toward men. It makes you bold toward the devil. When you know you are the righteousness of God, it gives, gives you the, the, the ability to take advantage of your bill of rights, to take advantage of your inheritance in Christ. It gives you the confidence to go forth and do the works of Jesus, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers, to cast out devils, to give fearlessly, to preach the gospel, amen, with signs following. That's what righteousness does. It makes a man a master. It makes a man walk in dominion over the forces of hell, over the powers of darkness. Righteousness was what was speaking. When Jesus stood before Lazarus' grave and he said, Lazarus, come forth. My God, that, 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 that was some gods. But you see, that was righteousness speaking. It makes you fearless because you know that you are backed by all of heaven. Everything that God has stands back of you because you are his righteousness praise god now let's look at some scriptures so we can get a good understanding of this righteousness in romans chapter 3 romans chapter 3 from verse 21 through to 26 the bible says but now the righteousness of god without the law is manifested so there's a righteousness of god that is without the law now there was a righteousness that was based on the law but there's a righteousness of God that is without the law. And this righteousness is manifested. It says, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. The Bible says, for there is no difference. 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being made righteous freely by his grace. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, to be a substitute, amen, through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that God might be righteous, and the righteousness of him which believeth in Jesus, amen. So you see, in redemption, God declared himself as righteous. He assumed the liabilities of Adam's transgression. There have been all kinds of allegations against God. Isn't God all-knowing? Did he not know that Adam was going to mess up? 
Why did he still make Adam? Why did he, who created the devil? It's God, it's all God's fault. He began all this. All kinds of accusations that universal man plunged against God. So God said, all right, all right, folks, listen up. I'm going to absolve myself of all this guilt. And I'm going to absolve myself of all this blame. And I'm going to show myself as righteous. You see, in our redemption, God was just in his dealings with the devil. God was just in his dealings with man. God was just in his dealings with his law, with his word. God was righteous in his dealings with himself. Our redemption is based on perfectly legal grounds. Amen. So God assumed the liabilities of Adam's transgression. A man sold us out. A man had to buy us back. Man had to, all the tests that the first Adam took and failed, the second Adam had to take them and pass them. Now, man had sinned. Man deserved punishment. See, God did not just write off our debt. Let's say you are owing somebody a hundred million naira. And the person were to call you for a meeting. You know, you'll almost be shaking at the meeting. And as you are, the person now comes and says, okay, you are owing me a hundred million. I write it off. Wow. You'll be so thrilled. But this is the problem. If, let's say you are in the board of that a person like that, and, uh, or you are in a team with the person like that, and the person, uh, they're asking for ideas about something, and you give your idea, and you personally think the idea that that person that wrote off the debt, that the idea, the idea is stupid. You know, there's a way, you say, you say, oh, do you think differently? Ah, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir. Because you know they just wrote off a hundred million for you. You don't want them to call back the hundred million. You know, there's a sense in which you, you, you feel like crawling on the person's, you, you know, you, you won't feel worthy to stand before the person because they wrote off this huge debt. Oh, you deserve this. They just wrote it off. You know, sometimes people think that in redemption, God just wrote off our sins. God didn't just write off our sins. We sinned. We served the sentence. Jesus paid it in full. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Hagen's Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.